Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make It Rain Sales. I am your host, Jackie Rainforth, here on Bold Brave Media TV. We have got an amazing show for you because it is about negotiation, how to create wins as uh, as you master your negotiation skills. Because guess what? Negotiation skills are critical in business. You are negotiating each and every day, You're, whether it's with your customers, your suppliers, your colleagues, your boss, everyone, employees, you are always negotiating every single day. It doesn't 
for what you're doing. Expectations are being expressed. Communication is a two-way street. It is always a negotiation. Outcomes are achieved and the deal you need to do it as a win-win. You are always negotiating. It's, uh, today, it's about gaining valuable insight into the fundamentals to create a successful negotiation. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. You need to learn the common negotiation tactics to be successful, to create that win-win. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Because you want to avoid mistakes, don't you? Because we all make mistakes when it comes to negotiating. You want to be the best that you can be. And that's what we're going to talk about. We want to keep your emotions in check. You want to make sure you're empowering yourself so that you can create those those best deals ever so that you can get out there and negotiate and be the best deal maker, the collaborative and the best influencer that you can be. And today we have a special guest, our subject matter expert today, because he has been to Harvard Negotiation School. Yes, Harvard. We're talking, yes, the best school in the world, Harvard. Okay. For those other speakers, you might not think so, but I do. I think Harvard is the best. And Tim is, he is a master in leadership, in management, in, he's an entrepreneur. He is a master negotiator. This guy, he is, I'm telling you, he's a realtor, a partner, owner of a real firm. He is so, so successful. And he's here to share with us today. So let me tell you a bit about Tim. Tim Oshiduju. He is amazing. He's a managing partner with Platinum Realty Specialist and Leadership Consultant. He's certified in real estate negotiation effort through the Real Estate Business Institute. He's achieved a negotiation mastery certification through Harvard Business School and holds an MBA specializing in executive management through the University of Regina. MBA, I know, oh, I tell you. He enjoys negotiation or negotiating business acquisitions, real estate deals, and negotiating with children. And anyone who has children knows that that's probably the most difficult negotiation of all, isn't it, Tim? Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> in life, yeah, in life, you can't get away from negotiating. You know, um, at home, I'm negotiating with the kids, I'm doing their chores, eating vegetables, right? It's those little things. Uh, even when you want to buy a car, you're negotiating the price. You, you're negotiating your wage. You're always negotiating. It, it is. It's just it, a part of life. It is. It's probably the most difficult thing that we do every single day. And it doesn't matter if you're in business or not. Like you say, it is a very difficult thing. It is one of the most difficult things we have to do. So we thank you so much for joining us today. So much for sharing. I mean, you just... Uh, I, I'm in awe of you. You are, you know, with your MBA, you're an entrepreneur, you're a core expert, you're a negotiator expert, you're leadership, you have a leadership management company, you help, uh, you help board members, uh, you advise board members, you teach them, you help them. I mean, speaker, you, oh, I, the oh, I'm in awe of you. I really am. Hey, guys, if you're not checking this guy out on LinkedIn, you should be because he is amazing. And I'm so thankful for you joining us today and for sharing all for tea. So thank you. Thank you much for joining us, Tim. I appreciate and, you having the show. Thank you. Oh, you, oh, it's our honor. Believe me. So listen, thanks for uh, talking to us about negotiation. Tell me, what is the most important thing you should do when negotiating? and why like what's the number one thing you think we should be doing the number one thing is preparation 
um, you want to you want to be prepared. You want to look into your organization, look into your, yourself if you're negotiating for yourself. You want to know what your walkaway point is, what you would consider a big win, what is your range of possible agreements. And, uh, you know, if you're negotiating with another company, you want to know what some of their values and principles are. Do they align with yours, right? Um, because when you have all that information, that allows you you know, work on different tactics of negotiation. That allows you to pivot when you need to from one tactic to another because you have information, right? Uh, if you know what the company you're working with care about, um, you know, what by night, do you have a solution for that, right? So when you're negotiating, uh, you can offer those solutions as part of um, that give, even though it's something you already do, but it's something that's beneficial to them to help you make a deal. Okay, so you're saying like if you were going to be buying another company, for instance, right? You would you check into them, see, you know, are they in financial difficulty or is the guy tiring and he's out or all of those types of things. Really check into what are they selling, right? What's what's behind that? You know, right? Is that what you're talking about? That type of search? Well, absolutely. I mean, you need to understand what you are buying or what you're negotiating, right? Uh, right? You also need to understand your values as a company as well, right? What is important mm -hmm. to you as a company as well? Because you need to make sure that your values align if you're going to be purchasing a company and if and if they don't align you have to be sure that hey you can bring those values to align with yours when you do take so preparation is also very very important another thing that's also important is being ready to make that offer right um, there's many different schools of thoughts on this uh, most schools of thoughts and negotiations say be ready to make that first offer because when you make that first offer, you control the narrative. Okay, so yeah. it's us. So the person that leads the negotiation is really that's what you want. That power position is what you're saying in the in the negotiation that you want to be power position is right. Is that absolutely? You're setting the okay. stage for the mm -hmm. negotiations, and that is often beneficial. You know, um, one example I could give is, uh, you know, if you have somebody that's selling a blanket and they are selling it for $100, but you come in and you offer them $30, well, now their mind's around that $30, not the $100 anymore. So they might be willing now to come down to 50 or to 60 but Meanwhile, if they set the stage and say, hey, you know what? I'll sell this to you for 90. It's going to be hard for you now to come down to 50 because they've set the stage at a higher bar. So making oh. that first offer helps to set the stage for the negotiation. Okay, got it. Got it. That's important. Oh, that's very important. That's great. That's a great piece of advice for people that are negotiating. And I would think that, you know, because you own a real estate company, that you run into this stuff all the time, right? Every day, yeah. I would think that you would be terrible to have to negotiate. <laughs> well, you know, you know, negotiation. 
it's a it could be a collaborative effort, right? Um, right. One of the leaders in negotiations, uh, Chris Voss, it says one thing: when you look at the person that you're negotiating against as adversary, uh, communication can break down. If you look at So to clarify then, so you're saying don't go in with a bad attitude, don't go in being aggressive, don't go in you know, with that confront, confrontational kind of attitude, go in with, with a positive attitude, correct? Is that what you're saying? Well, absolutely. The moment you a negative attitude takes over, that could derail your negotiation. And, you exactly. know, how negotiating is knowing how to diffuse the negativity to turn it into a positivity, right? And you can do that through framing, and we'll talk about that later on. Okay, sounds good, Tim. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, we were going to, we're like Tim says, we're going to talk about that when we get back. I am your host here on Make It Rain Sales on Bold Media TV. We will be right back. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Pro, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a pro to help to help understand and potential cure brain diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brain Media Network at TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy Easysense.com and learn, and learn how, how with your help, help we can fight fight these horrific brain, brain disorders. disorders. That's easysense.com to learn to more, more and help and support the Broderick Foundation. Foundation. Author, radio show host, and coach John Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John Hawkins' new book, Coach to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential, published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discuss their core values, philosophy, and competency. Find settings that allow them to be most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to to John Hawkins, my strategy. Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying tuned. Hey, if you have any questions, please join us live here. Make it rain sales. I'm Jackie Rainforth here on Bull Radio TV. Join us and call us. We have our phone number here, 1-866-451-1051. We would love to have your questions. Tim Otutuju, he would love to answer any of your negotiation questions because... We would love to hear from you. Create wins as you master your negotiation skills. We're going to talk about, right, Tim? We're going to talk emotion, emotion during, emotion during. Tell us more. All right. So, you know, one of the mistakes that people could make is letting their emotions get the best of them. And I've been there too, right? You know, you've been so passionate about something and then you let your emotions get the best of you. But that could totally derail a negotiation. But here's the thing. We are human. Uh, It's impossible for us to forego emotions. It is important that we understand emotions that are guiding the other side and try to appeal to them. And part of the ways to do that is to listen, to understand, right? And when you're starting to feel those negative emotions, you, you have to try and and kind of work through them and kind of turn them into positives. Um, you know, one of the other things that people is going too hard or too soft, right? And I mean, yeah. when when we when we let our emotions get the best of us, sometimes we could just go in guns blazing, and most of the time people just don't respond well to that. Or we go in too soft because we're like, oh, I absolutely love this. I need to have it. I, I need to have it. And then we're going too soft. We lose that leverage. So we need to try and remain level-headed while we are still kind of just watching for those emotions because we know that it's going to happen. So I, I have this saying, listening to understand instead of listening to respond, right? Oh, great yeah. advice. Great when advice. You, yeah, you listen to understand, you start to understand what's affecting the other party. You start to understand their rea- reaction and their perception of facts, right? Because yeah. their perception of facts may be different from yours, right? So uh, listening to understand instead of listening to respond. Um, well, it's, you know, it's, oh, sorry, may I tell a story there? Because uh, uh, these friends, we had these friends, uh, acquaintances, and, and negotiating on a house, and they were selling their house, and they ended up, there was a thousand dollars different between and they took a stand they took it personal and they took a stand and they wouldn't close the deal two thousand dollars and they refused to take and guess what they sat on that house for another year a year and it's like oh my goodness you know because they took such a personal affront to the deal and it cost them you know over two thousand dollars like can't believe they didn't take it for two thousand dollars. You know what I mean? You know, because I always say people, uh, what is your best alternative to a negotiated deal? So if if you're two thousand dollars apart and you know that you have another offer, maybe a backup deal that's better, then mm-hmm. that's your best alternative to a negotiated deal. And then I also okay. first alternative to a negotiated deal, right? Is this $2,000 going to now prevent you from selling your house for the next year? Price is going to drop, and you're now going to have to accept less. 
um, those are the things that you have to consider, right? And like I said, the emotions, uh, sometimes they can't get the best of us, but as a negotiator, you have to help people work through those emotions because we are an emotional being, right? Yes. Just, it's just who we are. Yeah. Well, and you must see those all the time, right? You must be dealing with people and their emotions every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one, one of the things that I see all the time, and it's also one of the mistakes that people make, is mm -hmm. uh, when they want something really bad, they kind of show their hand that they want something really bad, yeah. right? So, for example, in business, if you call a, a supplier and say to them, hey, we just fired our old supplier, we need to replace the supplier immediately, and that's our your conversation. Well. As a supplier, I know now that, hey, I can up the price because you really need me, right? And, and I mean, sometimes it happens to even in real estate deal where you make an offer and you're not hearing, you're not hearing back, and then you call back and say, hey, we haven't heard back. Uh, we're going to offer offer to make you guys accept it. So you're bidding against, right? Um, and, and, I mean, that's another negotiation tactic for, for people that are selling stuff, silence. Right, you, you hold off, right? and you just and you just wait for the other party to get nervous and up their price and bid against themselves. That happens too. Um, it's just it's just part of part of human nature, unfortunately. It's just what it is. When we truly want something, we tend to try to do everything to get it, and sometimes that could be detrimental. Right. People need to learn to hold their cards to their chest, right, and not show their hand. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's that's hard to do for some people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in that way, a lot of situations, people hire experts to help them with their negotiations. Right? In right. business, you have your acquisition expert that helps you with your acquisitions. You in real estate, you have your real estate agent that helps uh, yes. with the negotiation parts of things. And I mean, it's just. If you know that you can't do it, and most a lot of people can't, if you can't do it, hire an expert to help. Right, right. It's a good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Are there any other mistakes that you see people make negotiations? You know, one of the one of the things that that could be a dear, and it's also a mistake, is negotiating in bad faith. Right, and and the issue with negotiating in bad faith is that when you know that when you know that you're not willing to pay for something that you're negotiating, you're not willing to pay the price, but you're doing it anyways to get a deal. Maybe you're competing with other people, and then after a deal, you start to move the goalpost, right? Because we all have goals. Uh, once once both parties think that hey, we've reached a deal. And then you start mm -hmm. to move that goalpost. Now the other party feels that, wait a minute, your word is not worth anything. So mm -hmm. negotiating in bad faith, that's a huge mistake. Make sure that when you're negotiating, you're in good faith. And because that's how you build trust and you build rapport. And mm -hmm. trust goes a long way in reaching the deal. Yes, yes. Hey, that's all we have is our word, right? Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Negotiation is always about money, though. No, not all the time. 
What else can you negotiate for? What other things can people negotiate for? Is there something else? Well, you know, let's, let's, let's take real estate for an example. It's not all right. You negotiate possession date. You negotiate right. inclusion. You negotiate conditions, right? There's, there's many terms that you're negotiating, right? In yes. business, it could be about legacy, right? If I buy your business and it's a business that you've built, I can offer you a million dollars. If you feel that my values don't align with your values, you're not going to sell it to me, right? right. So because right. it's it's your baby, right? So it mm -hmm. could be it could be those legacy things that you are negotiating, right? right. Or is it the your name company? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Bernard Calabo, he he let the name company go with the company. Yeah. So, and I mean, if you have children. You're often negotiating, hey, eat your vegetables. <laughs> if you eat this broccoli, you can have the cake. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yeah. that's for You had a great story about athletes. athletes. That was a great story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you look at athletes, um, sometimes uh, a franchise would be willing to pay more money for more of that athlete's time. If that athlete says, hey, I am willing to commit the next five years to you, they might be willing to pay more money. And some mm -hmm. athletes might be willing to take less money a shorter period of time because maybe they're coming into a free agency pretty quick and they know that they're going to be able to negotiate for a higher rate. So then time is not, time is that factor, mm -hmm. right? So, so, I mean, with athletes, it, sometimes it's about money. Sometimes it's about it's about time. Sometimes it's about positions. Being able to start in lineup, being able to showcase your skills to the world, and not be on the bench. So there's a lot of things that a lot of layers to it. That's not just about money. I know as as individuals and sports fans, we often focus on the money. Right? We say, mm -hmm. "Oh my, this person just got two hundred million dollars." Right. And I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at politics, negotiations happen in politics all the time. We right. just saw it two days ago in Canada where the NDP party and the Liberal Party negotiated a deal. Right. The NDP was able to get the dental health into to come into a bill for there not to be a vote of non-confidence. So negotiations happen in terms of life. Yes. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, you said you need to know who you're talking to. I know that when, you know, there's saying that when people are in their 20s, it is about money. When they're in their 30s, it's about experience. When they're in their 40s, it's a title. And when they're in their 50s, it's about, you know, giving back. And so yeah. you do need to know, you know, your demographic and who you're talking to. And I know from a selling view, your generation gets huge. You need to know who you're talking to because What's important to the millennial is different than what's important to the to the boomer. The new Gen Z who's coming out are very, very different millennial. So you need to know who you're talking to and when you're selling to them or when you're negotiating with them, they have very, very different ideals. You know, the, the millennial are all about, uh, you know, social conscience and, and in the world a better place where, unfortunately, the, that's, that's not on their radar. Are really for most right. of them so it, it, it is important 
important, you know, if you're negotiating things or or promoting, you know, part of the company and saying, hey, well, you know, we give back. And if that doesn't resonate with you, with your audience, then, you know, it, that's important you're negotiating, right? It's those values. If those values don't align, then, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean tough. anything. Right. And, really that's, and that's what I was saying about uh, preparation, right? When you're prepared, uh, you had a time where those values align, right? Yeah, right? And then you try to highlight those values uh, yes. in your negotiation, right? And that's right. how you start to create that rapport and that positivity, right? So right. that's where that preparation definitely comes in handy. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes asking for too much can really break too, can't it? Um, I yeah. remember uh, I remember a friend, of, he, wanted a, he wanted a job, and what he asked for, you know, he, he wanted a gym membership, he wanted money to pay his rent, he wanted, like, he had this insane amount of stuff along with his wage, and basically they just kind of looked at him and thought, we don't want to hire you. So you have to be realistic in your negotiation, do you not, right? It's, again, if you lead, you have to be realistic as well and know what the other company is willing. Like you said, that preparation and knowing your audience is so, so important because, yeah, the stuff he had on his list was insane. So, yeah, Absolutely. anyway. You know? You know when I okay. when I do uh, when I do business negotiations, I always say to people that when you put an offer on something, make sure you have numbers to back it up. Right. Oh, the worst great. thing you can do is is put an offer in that is unrealistic, and then the seller has a knee jerk reaction, and that mm -hmm. knee jerk reaction is usually not beneficial for the buyer. Because the, usually then the seller digs in their heels. Now the buyers dug in their, their heels and it makes it a lot harder to come to a zone of agreement. So absolutely, that is important uh, to make sure that uh, you, you do your research and you have something to back up the numbers that you are offering or the things that you're offering. It, that's absolutely important. can kill it if you don't. Critical, great, great, great piece of advice. Oh, you're, you're so good. That's good. Okay, we need to go for a quick here. I am Jackie from Make It Rain. We have Tim Otadu. He is amazing, guys. We will be right on Bull Brave Media Team. Stay tuned for more. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening, uh, it's like a, a flow inside, you know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting, visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429, Energetic Magic, on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, find your greater happiness, be well, be aware, be magical.
Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying tuned. Again, this is Jackie Rainforth on Make It Rain Sales. We are here on Bold Brave Me TV with our special guest expert, Tim Otutuja. He is amazing. Can you believe all this great advice he's giving us? Oh, you're going to be negotiation experts. You will be creating all sorts of win-wins for yourself because this stuff is oh, gold, priceless, priceless information here today. Again, Tim, may we ask what I always suggest when we're selling to do things in threes. Should we be presenting our, our options when we're negotiating? Should we be presenting things in threes to them, like giving, giving options when we're negotiating? Or do we just kind of present things in, you know, one at a time? How do you suggest we, we when we're negotiating? Well, I think it depends. Um... When you get to the multiple options area, that's usually in the middle of the negotiations. Uh, usually, you've, you're, you've agreed on the principal terms, and then you can start to put out multiple options in order to kind of bring it home. Right? You can say, okay, we've agreed on this. Um, these are the options that, these are the things that we still haven't agreed on yet. All right. We can either do it this way, we can do it, we can do it this way. Because Either way, it can work out for both parties. But coming out with multiple options right at the beginning, um, it doesn't really show strength as much. I think it should be right in the middle. At the beginning, okay. everybody is trying to fill each other out. Right? Everybody is trying to see where it stands. Um, so that's not the time to come out with multiple options. But in okay. the middle of the negotiations, you then can. Okay. So if we had to kind of set if you had to give us kind of an agenda for how a negotiation works, you're saying build rapport, then kind of feel each other out, then kind of is that right? What would the what would that agenda look like? Like how would you you know if you had to write down kind of the stages of a negotiation, what would that look like? All right. So preparation, uh, list of common values, and those lists of common how you start the conversation because then that helps to build rapport that helps to kind of keep everybody in the level headed and then you start to talk about the things that you need to negotiate right, uh, right. and from there you can start the offer process and you can start to kind of work through those offer processes and through working that through that there's a point where multiple options may be needed right and also remember this Sometimes when you have two negotiators negotiating, sometimes they don't always get along. So you always have to have a contingent plan, right? So if you have a team with you and in the middle of the negotiation, you're like, okay, I think this person's personality is better suited. It might, it might be a negotiation tactic for you to actually remove yourself from it and bring someone else in that would be better suited, especially if you're noticing that your egos are kind of depriving you from reaching a deal, right? Um, and then <laughs> through the negotiation, yeah, yeah through, the, through that whole process, uh, once you start to see that you are getting your hand goals in place, you can then start to frame what you guys have agreed on. Uh, framing is very important uh, because, uh, for example, if you've negotiated, um, say, for your membership, it's fifty dollars that you're gonna spend because you signed up for the premium membership. You're saving another fifty dollars, and because it's a five-year plan, we're gonna save you another fifty dollars. 
that sounds a lot better than saying, hey, you negotiated $150 off, right? Okay, so, so break it down, break it break step it by down. step. Break it down. Right. Okay. Well, and if, it's a, and if it's a negative thing, it's easier to say, hey, you're saving $150. I mean, you have to pay $150. It's a lot easier to, for someone to digest to say, hey, you are paying $50 to this, $50 for that, $50 for that. So in the negative side, you lump it all in one. On the positive side, you frame it in, uh, in multiple layers so that uh, everybody kind of understands those, understand those positive areas. And then it goes down to the contract part. Once you've, once you've negotiated out the terms, then it's a matter of negotiating out, it out in a contract to make sure the wording works for everybody. Right. Okay. And remember when I said before, negotiating in good faith, you don't want to move the goalpost after you've all agreed. Okay. Got right. it. So, Got it. Yeah. Okay. And how many people do you bring with you? Like we don't have a big team. Like you're supposed to bring like six people <laughs> or you know, how many people are you supposed to bring with you? You know what? It all depends, right? In real estate, you've got single negotiators, right? One real estate agent and the other real estate agent, right? That's where that's where you really have to check your emotions, right? You have to make sure you don't let ego take over, right? You know, we're real estate agents. A lot of times there's ego involved, right? You have right. to make sure you don't let that derail you doing what's best for your client, right? right. When you have a big team, they, then you have that option to have different people handle different parts of the negotiations based on their strengths and also based on the compatibility of the person on the other side of the table, okay. right? So it, it depends. Each situation is different. But I guess if there was a problem, they could always the broker or, you know, they could always partner or something, right? If there was a big problem. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. So if there was... I, I assume there's time in between this, right? You don't always just go in and just sit down and have a deal, correct? Like, like is no, there time no. in between this? Oh, you know what? Negotiation could take weeks. It could take months. Uh, real estate negotiations are usually a lot quicker, but business right. negotiations usually take a lot longer because I can make right. a proposal to you, but then you need to take that proposal back to the board or take it back to the executives for us right. to see how it affects our company, right? right? So, I right. mean, it could definitely take time. Right. I know like large companies, when there's a buyout or something, it can take years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, should you purposely wait or stall before answering a negotiation or a proposal? It depends. It really mm -hmm. depends. It depends on the background information that you've done. Okay. Right. So if you've done your preparation and if you know that, hey, this company really, really needs the service and they really, really, really need it now, the negotiation tactic could be to take a little bit of time to respond because then it creates that, uh, it creates that tension, right? It's that, mm -hmm. oh my, we really need to get this. So then when you come back with a counter proposal, the chances of them agreeing to it is a lot higher because you know that they need you now. 
if okay. you're dealing with a company that doesn't need you now, but you're just one of the options that they have, taking too much time could mean that they've gone to someone else. Okay. So okay. you have to read the situation. Mm, got it. Yeah. Because there are tactics behind it all, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> okay. okay. Another question. What do you do or how do you respond to a ridiculous proposal? <laughs> well, sometimes a simple no. Oh. <laughs> just, it's, it's just enough of an answer, right? That's enough so, of an answer? You know, sometimes it, it really de depends on your desired outcome, right? If, uh, if the ridiculous proposal is way outside your zone of possible agreement, then, you know, it's just a simple no. We, we are just way too far apart come mm -hmm. back with another offer, okay. right? Uh, mm -hmm. Another tactic is to say, okay, we're way too far apart. However, here's a counter offer. Here's where we want to be, right? But you have to be careful because like I said, when you make that first offer, you set the tone of the negotiations. You set the stage. Right. So, and the response sometimes um, is to now give them the number that is your bottom line right off the bat because you're just way too far apart. So you have to right. be very careful not to do that because do your bottom line was, yeah, okay. yeah. Do not, yeah. everybody, viewers, do you hear that? Do not give your bottom line. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Bad thing to do. <laughs> advice. <laughs> That's great advice. Yeah, because I think... Or respond emotionally. So for me, I would be like, I'm a zero to a hundred person. Like in my life, I lose my, you know, my cool. Like if my head wasn't attached, I would lose it. So I have a 24 rule. I can't respond for 24 hours. That's my rule. I have to wait. You know, in real estate, I so much that house raised then that that thing and it took happen so there's a lot of that happening. So when you get uh, a low ball offer of that on nipple proposal, I go exercise my going to can you provide me the numbers and reason why you did why you so then when that is a bit of reason as to why not need to make sure that you know they don't they they don't act emotionally and responsibly. That people mm -hmm. just don't people just don't want to become involved and the person society says well we have a well info great info great advice thanks yeah oh i tell you okay guys we have to go to another break but we will be back here on make it rain i'm your media host on bold brave media tv we will be right back
show host and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coach to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth, published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book will coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins and my strategy. Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Network and TuneIn Radio. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Create better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help step out of safety and into awareness. Uh, like a, a flow inside, you know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network. Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Hey everyone, thanks for staying tuned. This is Jackie Rainforth and Tim Otoju from Make It Rails on Bold Brave Media TV. We are talking about negotiation, how to create those win-wins. Ooh, it's been a good one. Lots of great advice because we are negotiating every single day, whether it's with your customers, your boss, your kids, it matter. You are always negotiating. And Tim, Tim, please give us your top three pieces of negotiation advice. All right. Top three pieces. Number one, um, to make the first offer, right? One of the best negotiating strategies is to seize control of the bargaining table, right? Uh, they do this, but we do this by setting that initial terms of the negotiation. Um, they always say whoever speaks first in terms of a debate usually yes. steer the conversation to towards their own interest. So be ready to make that first offer. Um, number two, framing is important. I believe I've said this a few times now. Um, the way you frame things, if it's in a positive light, break it down, right? Again, like I said, $50, you say $50 in this, $50 in that, $50 in this is better than saying you saved $100, even though that's essentially what you're saying, mm -hmm. but broke it down to show the benefit. And on the negative side, it's better just to lump it all in one. Right, so uh, so framing, being careful in how you frame your words and being open-handed in how you ask questions will allow you to gather information and reach an agreement. And then the last one is uh, work to deactivate negative feelings, right? Um, 
when you're dealing with other people, fear, suspicion, anger, aggression, distrust, it's just sometimes human nature, right? So you have to work to try and find that common ground to build that rapport. Uh, when you're negotiating with somebody, watch the body language, watch the tone, because uh, those things can help you derive where they are at and also help you to be able to de-escalate any potential negative feelings before they even happen, right? The more positivity that you put in negotiations, the better the outcome will be for everybody. So appeal to the counterpart's emotions, appeal by building rapport, mutual understanding uh, in order for you to get to a deal. Um, saying that I've been saying this whole time, listen, to understand instead of listening to respond. Oh, great advice. Great advice. Thank you so much. Amazing. And, and if you have to sum it up in one, you know, one little list, what is the goal of negotiation? Like, what is everyone trying to achieve in a, in a negotiation? Well, everyone is trying to achieve their a win for their side, right? Uh, that's really what it is. You're trying to achieve your goals. You have everybody has a goal to achieve in negotiations. And at the end of the day, through collaborative efforts, you can make that happen. Right. Right. Sometimes it's a win-win situation. Sometimes it's a win-lose situation. But you never want it to be a lose-lose situation. Right. But ultimately, we all we we want to be a win-win. Right. We want to walk away from the table happy, somewhat happy. I, I read an article once that said, you know, everyone's going to be somewhat um, satisfied, but ultimately one's going to be satisfied. Absolutely. Not, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to crucify your, your opponent. It's no. not, you know, that's, that's yeah. not a negotiation. That's no. not what you want, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it really is. Hey, I'm sorry. It truly could be a creative effort. Yes. Um, I mean, that's, that's always the approach that I try to take. And that's, that's my philosophy on negotiating. It's a collaborative effort. Uh, if we truly listen to understand, we can find common ground that would work for everybody. Right, right. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Tim. That was that was really amazing. Great advice. It was. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know that everyone is going to benefit from. Everyone is going to just absolutely create more wins in their world, even if it is with their kids eating vegetables. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, everybody. Well, let's just remember these tips. Be nice. Be curious and empathetic do not be antagonistic friendly or confrontational remember it is about creating win when it comes to negotiation always be willing to walk you need to know what your end game is you know there's you're just not going to agree and it's going to be a, an agreement to disagree that you need to be able to know what, what that end point is for you Build value, face with challenges or objections, try to build value. That's that's what you're trying to do. Just think, right? It, it's problem solving and building. Lead the negotiation, Tim says. You want to be the leader because the leader is often the one that sets the tone and 
And research shows that those who make the offer are usually the ones that win the outcome of the negotiation. They set the tone and they typically win. So affect what emotions. Emotions are, that's where I have to watch because let me tell you, if this head wasn't attached, oh, it would be a problem. Yes, it would be a big problem. Um, yeah, yeah, and again, you know, what does it say? Top performers are 2.2 times more likely to be prepared to manage emotional negotiation. Yeah, it is about, that's where intelligence comes in. The top Fortune 500 companies looking for emotional intelligence skills because they have self-regulation. They know how to manage their emotion. People that are hiring are looking for emotional intelligence. Everyone for emotional intelligence these days. And that's what negotiation skills are all about, is it's managing that emotion and knowing how to manage emotion in, in others. That's what it's all about. Manage those emotions when you're negotiating. It's about being able to connect, build trust, negotiate, engage. The other thing is, as Tim said, be prepared. It's knowing what is important to the other party. Absolutely knowing what's important to the other party. And again, you know, now, wow, now is the time to really amp up your negotiation skills because everything's opening up. Everything is about negotiation these days. And like Tim said, you know, you are negotiating every single day. It doesn't matter what you do. Watch your ego when you're negotiating. Make sure you've got somebody else that can step in if you are becoming, you know, too emotional. If your co is clashing with the other person, somebody else in. Tim has given us some phenomenal advice. Just so you know, we don't have anything to give you this week, but there are lots of things that you can go to on rainmakersgroup.ca. Again, rainmakersgroup.ca, go to the live tab, the live show tab. There are lots of free goodies that you can down there. And again, our show next week is going to be Wendy. How to Wendy Murphy? She is the executive partner at Timber Tech Trust. She's going to be talking about how to sell to the C-suite and executive big decision makers. Again, you cannot sell the C-suite and big decision makers like you can to mid-management. It is a completely different game. So she's going to tell us how to do that. If Again, if you are looking for a sales trained speaker, please give us a call at rainmakersgroup.ca. I'm Jackie Rainforth here on Make It Rain Sales, Bolvia TV. Please join us again next week. Have a good one. Have a great week and happy selling. This has been Make It Rain Sales with host Jackie Rainforth. Join us each week for a unique, engaging, and interactive new way to have your sales questions answered and start taking your sales from stalled to unstoppable as you make it rain sales in your business.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.